What are cryptocurrencies? Hey, hey, hey. What are NFTs? A non-fungible token. Time to buy Bitcoin. Bitcoin just seems like a scam. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, Bitcoin? Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Underledger. This is your host, Mohd Saeed, and I'm back once again on your weekly rendezvous from Paris. I'm still live from Ledger Open, and if you don't know what that is, it means that you haven't listened to our previous episodes, so be sure to check them out. But in short, Ledger Open is a Web3 event happening at La Gaite right at the heart of Paris, with hundreds of speakers and attendees coming from all over the globe. And the good news is that we're taking you with us on this journey to meet some of the most inspiring guests and discuss the future of user experience in the world of crypto, DeFi, and NFTs. This time, I'm pleased to welcome Evenji Yurtaev, co-founder of Zerion. Zerion is the easiest way to build and manage your entire DeFi portfolio from one place. Together, we'll be discussing DeFi accessibility, user experience, as well as Zerion's story and vision for the future of the space. So, Yevgeny, welcome to On The Ledger. How's your Ledger Open going? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm excited to be here. Ledger Open was actually a great experience to me. <laughs> I can tell the story how I was, I was getting here. It was yeah. like... <laughs> I heard it was a long way. Here. Right. Yeah, it was It was a long way. And it was, you know, very spontaneous in a way as well. Okay. I had to improvise midways, but um, I made it. So, so far, it's, uh, it's been an amazing experience. I just had my talk. Yeah. Um, love it. I love you know all the people that came here um it's it's been a lot you know a lot of insights that i got into how you know all the new companies are thinking about the space mm-hmm. and uh, how ledger specifically is thinking about the space so that that was very interesting yeah and thanks a lot for taking the time super excited to chat with you so let's get going on the ledger season two episode 11 live from ledger open with zerion here we go so I always like to start from the beginning. Uh, and the beginning for you was at Google. You were interning there as a software engineer back in 2016. Uh, that's when you founded Zerion. Most people, when they're interns, uh, they don't found companies. And in 2016, there was no DeFi uh, or, you know, DeFi was just super small. How did Zerion come to life and what was kind of the, the, the initial idea of, of the project? Right. I think Zerion just started... Uh, on pure enthusiasm that, and love uh, for the idea of Ethereum and the world computer. So that that is essentially what was driving us, like the three co-founders, in the first like many years and still, I guess, drives us. So we just got really excited and uh, we did, we started building stuff. Whatever we could build, whatever was you know interesting, useful, we just started building that. And uh, we've done all the kind of things. We actually built like the, one of the first thing, things we've built was um, Blackjack purely based on Ethereum. So like imagine that, the, you, like for every move you would need to wait for 20 seconds, <laughs> Like, but you, you you can actually move the cards and stuff and like it's it works through the smart contract. So this is how it all started for us. And uh, eventually... Zerion so was initially a blackjack game? It wasn't Zerion. It was actually okay, called it was a different... the first thing yeah, you did together. It, yeah, the first okay. thing we did together, we were called Ethereum Lab. Okay. Uh, that was like the first name of when we got together. And uh, we've been building... Mainly smart contracts for you know ourselves for the people experimenting. That was like the, the origins of that. So I think like the official Zerion timeline would be from the kind of like end of 2018, mm-hmm. and before it was a lot of you know different projects that we were running. Um, yeah. So how would you explain Zerion uh, to the folks who might not know anything about it, and who might have like a very 
I wouldn't say like a very beginner understanding of what DeFi is all about. Right. So with for that, I usually uh, go with an analogy of any kind of brokerage service. So mm -hmm. uh, many people know Robinhood. There are different versions in every country, uh, like Revolut. What you know in, in Russia, there's Tinkoff. Mm -hmm. uh, there are all these neo banks uh, that allow you to, uh, apart from just like making transactions, uh, they allow you to invest in things and sometimes even in crypto. But what I say is that you know we now have this decentralized finance, and you need an interface to essentially make operations, transactions there, you know, buy stuff, sell stuff, um, send money to friends, etc. So that's uh, that's what Zirin is in the essence. But obviously, that's just a, you know, a tipping point of, you know, uh, of the whole concept, I think, okay. and where it's going. So what are Zirion's main functionalities? You're talking about an interface that, you know, allows you to access all of the, these different decentralized finance, uh, you know, uh, products or, you know, protocols. Yeah. Uh, and what are the functionalities in terms of accessibility? Right. Uh, so, so I think it, it's useful just to kind of like take a look at the history of an evolution of Zerian before we go into that. So when we first kind of learned about DeFi, we were already building a product that would allow you to automatically discover all the tokens across the blockchain. So, you know, people used to use spreadsheets for tracking portfolios, and we were like, this is not how it should be, and let's just build something that would uh, automatically find all of these different tokens. So we were building and working on that, and then Maker was created, and then Compound was created, and Uniswap, and uh, we were like, okay, this is getting interesting. So we were like building the system that works only with ERC, like plain ERC20 tokens, and now people are inventing new and new things like CDPs, LP positions. Like these are new tokens. It's very hard to understand and especially hard to understand for, for like a new user. So we've started building in like all of these use cases inside. So we've realized that in order to do it like a proper portfolio tracking tool and especially to make transactions, we, we got to, you know, build a system that is uh, flexible and, and, you know, agile uh, mm -hmm. in a way to support all of the new things that are coming up within the space. And I think use cases for Zerion and Zerion users were changing with the evolution of the, the space itself. So when, when it started, everyone was like crazy about, oh, now I can like borrow money, borrow like stable coins with my crypto holdings. So that was like a big narrative in beginning of, 2019, um, and then all went to compounds and like Aave. So people were like, "Oh, actually, I can earn more yield on my stables than I can in my, you know, Bank of America." So that was the next narrative. And then we had this is like where it was leading all to the, the bull market. And uh, essentially, uh, now it's a lot about trading and uh, you know, yeah, like a lot of the big part of 2020 and 20, first half, I guess, like 2021 was a lot about trading and now NFTs. And so, yeah, use cases changed. We support, pretty, we are we act as uh, a marketplace of sorts. So if there is anything that is popular and where the users are, we just reflect to what users need. And uh, we support that as part of and, and grow the, the features that are available on Zerian. There are actually two questions that naturally come to mind. First is... How are you able to source all of this information? Because in the web, you know, in the world of Web 2, it would have been super hard with the walled yeah. gardens. You need, you know, tons of APIs and permissions. Yeah. So that's the first question. And the second question is, how do you re generate revenue? Yeah, these are two, you know, very different questions. So yeah. <laughs> the, the first one, um, that's, that's what I love about the space, this permissionless access. Um, and 
which benefits everyone. So Uniswap is like benefiting from the fact that we integrate it and we don't need to ask them in order to actually integrate that. So we actually have this um, service. It's um, accessible at roadmap.zero.io and there you can vote for stuff that should be integrated. Uh, and we just look at that and see what people are essentially voting for to, to be integrated. So that's how we prioritize a bunch of these integrations. But obviously, there's some, you know, internal magic and uh, predictions for the future. How, like, what is it that is going to be the next thing? So that is also a part of that. Um, on the second question, on the revenue. Mm-hmm. So the, the only way Zirin currently makes money is through positive slippage. Uh, and this is like something invented by one inch. Mm-hmm. It can be even thought as like the referral because like this is actually what um, you know the the aggregators are charging the user, and they just share portions of that with the interface that generated the trade. Um, yeah, so that did not, I would say, prove to be a very scalable way of making revenue. And uh, w- w- this is not, I think, how we're going to monetize in the future. That's uh, I have no no doubt that, about that. I think. Uh, the, the current plans, so we've been actually doing surveys with our users, like what are the things that you're you know, interested in paying for, mm-hmm. like okay with paying for, would, we would, we would be happy to pay for, etc. So um, there are some cool ideas that we're working on right now. And uh, yeah, you'll, you'll see that in, in some d- near future. Yeah, because basically you are providing a service. Like, I mean, yeah. people pay for services, so, so it does make sense to yeah. pay if you make someone's life easier. Exactly. I think uh, we're looking at this similar how MetaMask and Ledger are, are looking at the, like at this. So both both of them have fees integrated um, within like the fin- the features that uh, you're providing, mm-hmm. um, and usually they're actually pretty high. Um, yeah. So yeah, we're we're probably gonna end we'll up, talk about that yeah. next time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. And to me personally, Zeron feels like having the best of both worlds. You kind of get the UI and the UX of Web two, and then the core of the you know the benefits of a decentralized core of Web three. How are you thinking about DeFi accessibility um, in general? Right. Um, this is actually a, a big topic for us. So mm-hmm. when we started, um, so uh, that's a, like a, a short uh, derail, but like I'm, I'm going to sure. cover that. So Go ahead. <laughs> uh, back in uh, 2019, we were just when we were just starting out uh, with our you know first fundraise, and uh, we had very little users. Like I think maybe you know 1,000 or something like <laughs> monthly active users. That was like uh, wild uh, times. So uh, we we actually went to the YC hackathon, and we've built this app which was called DeFi with like Y at the end. Um, and it allowed you, so it connected Plaid, which is like an API for banks uh, in the US, and it connected with Compound. So effectively you could like withdraw money, dollars directly into um, Compound and start making yield. And it actually worked, like the prototype that we've built, it worked and and people were like crazy about it. Like the API was six percent, and people were like, "Whoa, how how does this you know whole thing work?" And um, I, there are actually quite a few companies that tried to do the same thing, but like on you know we we never proceeded with that idea because this is we we continue to build uh, Zerian, and I think the difference is that Zerian is trying to you know 
you remove the complexity, but you don't hide stuff from the user. And uh, this is what we learned. And one of the mistakes we early did in uh, in the development of the product is that we tried to, you know, we were going like, let's abstract away the complexity and like call stuff that is, you know, something which is actually not, you know, the same thing. You call it savings account, but actually it's a, you know, a smart contract that holds your positions in Aave. And uh, this was... This is something that was really hard to explain to the user, to the new user, and it didn't really make any sense to the experienced one as well. So that is like a dead end, which we found. And since then, we've decided that we're not going to hide stuff. Um, we're going to call the things for what they are on the on the product side, um, but still make it, you know, work on other things. Because it, there, there, if you, you know, looking at Metamax, for, exa for example, for a new user, <laughs> there's no way you can figure out all the things at once. And so MetaMask is just like, you know, putting all of the complexity at you, at your face uh, right away. And we see all the accidents on yeah. Twitter every day. Exactly, yeah. Uh, versus like, even Phantom is just, it's the, fu the feature and function is identical, like almost just a different blockchain. Um, but the experience is like three clicks and it just works. So I think that's where we, we can improve. Education more. is a huge component, I think, for the whole That's space. True. I mean, for Ledger as well. Yeah. So, you know, speaking of Ledger, uh, you know, for the people who are listening to us, actually, um, Zerion is available in Ledger Live, so Ledger users can access it from within the security of their Ledger device. How was that collaboration like? Oh, and I just wanted to say here that you can also use um, iOS app with your Ledger Nano X which is, uh, you know, a lot of people love that yeah. from the feedback I'm hearing. People would be like, connect your Nano X with Bluetooth and it just works with, and you can you know, swap stuff right from your Ledger. Yeah. So that's cool. With Ledger Live, um, this integration was actually, you know, I think Andre, who is here, uh, mm -hmm. came up with this idea. Um, and uh, I think it went really well. So first of all, we are getting quite a bit of usage and uh, from coming from Ledger. Um, so that's that's great to, to begin with. Overall, I think like the Ledger team, I was surprised how supportive the Ledger team was and really like on top of things. Uh, I, to be honest, I had this impression that like because it's a it's a really pretty big company, I was like probably they not not gonna care much uh, about this integration, like a particular integration. But they they actually did, and uh, I think this is what allowed us to. You know, find the ways. There were there were some challenges that we need to overcome, both like technical and you know legal, etc. And uh, we were able to solve them. I would say like very quickly. Yeah, that's awesome. And you've also added NFTs to Zerion. And I have to tell you, man, that floor button it's uh, it's magic. Because because you know being able Thank being you. able to see the floors of the different NFTs that's that's really cool. Um, what was that like? And um, what other future functionalities are you looking into? Because you mentioned a very important point at the beginning of our conversation is the adaptability of, of, of Zerion and how you're always you know, adapting to the different things that are happening in the ecosystem. Right. So how are you thinking about that? Yeah, so with, this, with the NFT, we, we, we have um, quite a few exciting features uh, in the pipeline. Uh, and like to me, I'm, I cannot wait to see you know the, the stuff that we, we're rolling out. We'll be rolling out for the NFT support, uh, but it's it's always like a ton of ideas, but <laughs> very little resources, and uh, that is why we cannot do everything at once. But um, in general, I think we are currently mainly focused on uh, improving the core of of Zerion. Mm -hmm. So essentially, for us, the important bit right now is 
how do we make we make sure that Zerian scales up for all the future use cases, such, such that we don't have to, you know, reinvent the wheel every single time? As I said before, you know, the use cases change quite quickly, and I think Ledger in one of the talks, I forgot who that was, but uh, someone from your team mentioned that essentially. Uh, you gave up on the support of Compound because, like, maintenance cost is high, and uh, you, they change contracts. You know, you, there are new protocols that you need to support that have higher API, uh, etc. So we're we're thinking of ways how do we make it such that you know it evolves and lives without much of a Zerian involvement. So that that's the goal. What we're trying to do. Okay, it's pretty interesting, and ties uh, perfectly into uh, our next segment, which is the last segment of the show. This is glimpse into the future. So in your opinion, and we've been talking about DeFi frictions, but if you had to choose one thing that we needed to solve with DeFi, one of the current frictions, what would you say uh, is the priority in your opinion? That's a good one. I think and my, my answer would be probably totally different uh, <laughs> if, you, if you like months ago. But I think now I would say it's, uh, it's bridges between different blockchains because mm-hmm. I, think, I think now a lot of stuff started to actually make sense so you know like you move your money to whatever polygon or you know a, a roll up and it's actually quite cheap to transact and, and, and there are way more use cases that you you can build uh, on the chain that supports uh, you know that has cheaper transaction costs so effectively if we solve the issue of moving quickly from one blockchain to the other without you know, a lot of waiting times, high costs as well, like making it more useful, uh, usable, sorry, uh, then uh, essentially Zerian would make even more sense. Because right now the, the multi-chain feature that we've rolled out is kind of like siloed still between different chains. So yes, you, we were rolling out the bridge interface, but then it kind of still uh, on, you know, on, on the hands of the user to decide like what chain I should be using this thing on uh, versus like, it's kind of like on the internet, if you Google something and they would just tell you, look, this is available on like this server in Amazon. This one is yeah. like on Google. It's kind of oh. having a Gmail that could only send emails to Gmail. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly, yeah. Or and I think in hindsight it's going to sound Yahoo. so absurd, like 10 years from now. Yeah, and that, you know, this composability just broke because of, you know, Ethereum being like one chain. Now we have like way more than that. Uh, and we need to, if we set up the bridges the right way, then the user would not really need to think a lot. Uh, and you just like, you start with Ethereum, you make a transaction, goes you know through five different blockchains, doesn't matter for the user, ends up in some, you know, some blockchain, but still accessible with their private key. That's the, I think that's gonna be the beauty of it. And that this is when it's gonna make sense. Okay, interesting. And do you think like interoperability protocols have a role to play in that? When you think about, you know, I don't know, Polkadot or Cosmos? Um, I'm convinced that EVM is here to stay. Um, I am I'm happy to be challenged on, okay. on this opinion, but uh, effectively, I view that I'm not sure if like Ethereum is the you know I don't I think that there will be more chains um, like Ethereum that are going to be very you know valid for the and used for their use cases. Um, but I'm not sure whether it's it's easy easy to beat the EVM uh, the network effect of the EVM mm-hmm. uh, just because. Once you build something that is compilable into like the EVM stack, you can deploy it on whatever chain. 
and vice versa. Like if you are a company thinking of launching a, a new protocol, if you don't do the EVM compatibility, then you're screwed because like no one else will be. You need to attract developers to like build the same thing all over again. And uh, the alternative is that you just take the EVM compatibility and you invite you know Aave Compound. They just deploy the same thing. It's zero cost to them. So. That's why I'm convinced that you know EVMs are here to stay, and uh, Polkadot and Cosmos they actually have some part chains that are EVM compatible for the same reason. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, I'm, I think these are going to get usage. Okay. Same with like Near, for example. So Near has like this new Aurora, which is like EVM compatible as well, and Solana has EVM compatible, mm -hmm. uh, you know, thing on it. So yeah, I think Makes this sense. is how it's gonna make sense. Um, so let's uh, switch back to Zeron. Where do you see Zeron five years from now? Yeah, good question. Um, <laughs> space is changing so quickly. You know? <laughs> like uh, two years ago, we were like <laughs> just starting out. But yeah, five years uh, from now, I think um, I would want to see something that is uh, first of all goes beyond the idea of Robinhood for for DeFi. Mm -hmm. I think this is it's kind of like Robinhood for DeFi is very limiting. Like the, the stuff that the stocks that you trade on Robinhood is is very like it's a one simple thing. But DeFi and Web3 is going to be more than that. And we already see that with you know all the play to earn stuff, the NFT stuff, mm -hmm. how all of these is combined. It's just way more interesting. So I'm excited for the space to outgrow this like you know, short, you know, mindedness in mm -hmm. a way um, of like just being finance um, or like about replacing traditional finance and just go, let's just go beyond that. And uh, I really want Zirin to be the place, I mean, the wallet that people use daily um, to make that happen. So it doesn't necessarily mean that uh, you have to always like spend time in the Zirin UI, but wherever you go to make transactions, mm -hmm. Uh, on a daily basis. That's where I want to see Zerian in, in mm. like five years. And you gave a few hints about that during your talk. So there's the browser extension that yeah. everyone was talking about. There's the wallet. Could you maybe speak more to that and how it ties into your vision about the future of Zerion in general? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's uh, fairly straightforward from like the, the strategy that we've been taking so far. So we always wanted to stay away from like very specific use cases. So we want to build a thing that is useful no matter what is popular of sorts mm -hmm. like on the market. And wallet is this thing. It was it was really hard before to monetize the, the wallet. Um, and I think Ledger is, is a good example of a company that understands that really well. Uh, so now, I, I guess like also from apart from hardware wallets, uh, I'm making a small remark, hard to monetize if you're not selling hardware wallet. The, the, the wallet stuff um, and, and the extension, it's, it's all about the same thing. It's about, you know, the where you keep your private key. And uh, we just feel like this is the, the core thing. Like wallet is the this important thing, but it lacks, uh, without other things, it really lacks um, usefulness. Like all the previous types of wallets, uh, I don't know, like Trust Wallet, for example, mm -hmm. uh, was not meant for this new Web3 era. It was meant for storing coins on it. Mm -hmm. And uh, MetaMask is like the intermediary step, I think, in, in this journey. So MetaMask is doing well for connecting to external dApps, but it's not really working well with understanding the transactions and, and value and tokens, everything that you have connected mm -hmm. to your wallet. So 
in my view that the, the the proper wallet experience and this is why actually we for us it's so easy to just like oh let's just add the private key storage to the things that we already have versus some other companies they go the, the other way they start with the wallet and start adding stuff that Zerion wants and MetaMask is go going that route too um, so I think it's it's about connecting to other dApps and being able just like with your credit card use it everywhere second is being able to understand all the balances and like transactions and make it you know web pre ready mm -hmm. uh, in a way and the uh, last thing is about security so that's um, yeah these are the three pillars i think okay and what about the token <laughs> the token is uh, is cool <laughs> <laughs> tokens are i think tokens are the first of all it's like the only marketing thing that works within the space and uh, companies that don't do them are obviously missing out and you know, it, it actually creates the, the the network and mechanics that allow for way more participation mm -hmm. and uh, engagement. Um, yeah, and, you know, rewarding users. So we, we, we're obviously from like the Web3 uh, narrative and we, we love the idea of tokens. It was really hard for us to imagine how that would look like with what we are doing. But I think, you know, the pieces the are coming together. Transition, yeah, like, to a certain extent. Yeah. Yeah, okay. but I think it, it will come all together and uh, we're constantly thinking about that. <laughs> I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. So what would need to happen for you to consider in the future uh, that DeFi has been a success? I think that's uh, fairly obvious because like, um, if everyone is using DeFi without really knowing that they're using DeFi, I mean, actually, no. Let's say that everyone is using DeFi and they know that there's DeFi under the hood. I think that's so It doesn't feel like DeFi. But it, no, it just feels good. <laughs> so feels it doesn't good. feel clunky or whatever, broken. So it feels great, actually better mm -hmm. than what they've used to. And at the same time, they know that they're using uh, you know, blockchain or at least like Web3 under the hood. Well, that's kind of the perfect way to end it. Thanks a lot for taking Thank the time. Thank Absolute you pleasure. Have a good one. That's it. This was another edition of On The Ledger, live from Ledger Open with Zerion. If you've enjoyed the conversation, hit that subscribe button and keep an eye out because we're not done yet. This was On The Ledger from Paris with your host Moil Sayed. Till next time, take care. Au revoir. This content is provided for informational purposes only and is the sole expression of our opinion and should not be relied upon as legal, business, investment or tax advice. Do your own research. Any loss or profit is your sole responsibility. Stay safe.